airing the Addisons. Well, let me say this as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Good afternoon. This is Erin the Addisons here on American Family Radio. I'm Will Addison. Once again, holding it down for the family and sending you greetings from the Addison tribe. Glad to be with you today. I just want to get some things out of the way. Make sure you go and download our podcast at AFR.net, AFR.net slash podcast, or just go to the homepage, click the uh, podcast tab, and find Erin Addison's or whatever show you want to download and, and go and do it. You can email us at Addison's at AFR.net, Addison's at A-D-D-I-S-O-N, Addison's A-D-D-I-S-O-N's, S at AFR.net. Let me say that again. A-D-D-I-S-O-N-S at AFR.net. So if you want to email us, um, you know, about a show, about something that we talked about, just had a question, uh, whatever it may be, that will be the email to go to. Also, living the gospel during difficult times, the town halls, make sure you go to AFA.net and uh, slash events and see what town halls are coming up next. And remember to go and watch In His Image, the documentary. Uh, you can go to inhisimage.movie. Make sure you go there and share it. Uh, share about this movie with a friend so they can go and sign up and, and, uh, and view it as well. It's a, it's a great resource uh, for uh, the church, for individuals, for people who are struggling with, with issues of sexuality. Uh, this uh, documentary is done in Compassion. A lot of love, and I think it would be a great benefit to everyone that watches. Also, Operation Christmas Child, the National Collection Week, has started, um, and so it ends on November 23rd. And so now more than ever, children need great joy. Most of all, they need the hope found only in Jesus Christ. Pack a shoebox at home or build one online and reach children around the world with God's love. Just visit SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC for more information. Great thing to be a part of. Um, I would advise you to, to go and, and check out that website and, and think about being, uh, doing a box, you know, a shoebox. And uh, so that a child somewhere around the world will be able to uh, receive that. And also be, they, they, they do follow-up um, and, and the gospel is presented. And so you can even track where your uh, package has gone, you know, so that's that's pretty cool. So today I wanted to kind of conclude on what I was talking about yesterday. Uh, and I was I was mentioning that there had been some polls that you saw some movement within um, the black male vote. And a lot of those votes looking like more and more that they were going to President Trump. And it's amazing to watch this, just being a black man, you know, because, I mean, look, all my life I've known that if you are uh, a black American, 
you historically are going to vote Democrat. Uh, I remember, you know, growing up, I just thought, it, you know, we were Democrats because we were black. <laughs> I thought that was the way that you voted. You know, I got older, began to research and, and to look some things up and to check some things out and learn some history. And my mind was totally changed, you know, and I'm talking about uh, those are the thoughts as being a Christian. You know, sometimes we can just blindly, no matter what side it may be on, we can blindly go and, and vote and support things that we have no clue about. And that's not a very prudent thing to do. Uh, but there's been a lot of uh, talk and, and movement, you know, concerning black young men uh, voting uh, for President Trump, and it seemed like the approval rate amongst uh, young black men are high. And the thing is, in the, in the last election, 2016, uh, there was a greater amount of, of young black men who voted for President Trump than uh, young black women. Uh, historically, uh, they vote Democrat just across the board. But I think men kind of evaluate some things in a, in a, in a different way. I think there's a lot of emotion that comes with voting because they they like to stir up emotions. You know, you watch some of these ads and these commercials and you and you hear some of the things that are talked about. You know, there's a there's a huge um, identity thing that goes on uh, in politics. You know, if you're black, they try to play upon uh, history and different things that happened in the past and say we are the, the party that of this, you know, of freedom and this and that. And a lot of those things, if you buy into just what the media is saying, man, you will have a skewed view of of how things really are. And but I think a lot of people are beginning to break away more from just listening to what uh, is on 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 the news or even just what people have been saying in, in the communities and saying, hey, I want to see this for myself. I want to research. I want to check this out. And so I really think with the election coming up, I think there's going to be I think President Trump had 8% of the black vote uh, in 2016. I think it's going to be a higher number than that. I really do. And I could be wrong, you know, but I just, from what I've seen and from what I heard of just people talking and what I've seen on social media and different things, there are more and more people who have uh, awakened to um, just the truth about some things, you know, and I, I would just go ahead and say I'm not a Republican and I'm not a Democrat. You know, I'm listed as an independent, you know, and that's because I I, I take seriously looking into um, uh, the different uh, nuances and things that's going on and not being beholden to one particular party. But I do desire to, to vote biblically. And so that's what I would do, you know, and there's so many arguments on both sides. Who can you vote for? Both of them are flawed candidates and this and that. You know, you have pastors writing opinion pieces, you know, why, how, you know, about voting for a particular candidate, you know, then you have other pastors on the other side saying, you know, the opposite of the other candidate. So it's, it's, it's a lot of confusion. You can really be bogged down, but I really believe that's why God gave us the Holy Spirit. That's why we have the Holy Spirit in, in, in dwelling us to show us the way of truth, to help us even in things like voting, because it's, it's important that we do so. It's important that we vote. You know, it's important that we, uh, I believe that it's important that we do so. You know, I know there are some Christians who say, well, I'm going to hold back my vote. I, For me, that's not an option. You know, I would even vote third party before I did that. But I think this 
each election is it just seems like a lot more is on the line each time. And so I know it's coming up on Tuesday and I would say vote, go out and vote and vote biblical values, vote biblical values. One thing I have been seeing recently, is some of these entertainers, these black entertainers who have uh, outwardly said, you know, that they were going to vote for President Trump. One uh, was um, 50 Cent. It's a rapper. But he kind of walked that back after he got some pressure. You know, uh, Lil Wayne is another rapper <laughs> that he even took a picture with, um, with President Trump. Um, and he's let me see if I can find it. But he he took a picture. He met with him, took a picture. And that's bold. When you I mean, to meet with President Trump uh, is one thing. But to put a picture out there on social media and uh, and endorse him, that's, that's pretty bold when you are a young black man, a rapper. I mean, it's I'm not again, I'm not endorsing him, but I think that that takes that. That's a different type of person. He said just had a great meeting with at real Donald Trump at POTUS, besides what he's done so far with criminal reform, the platinum plan is going to give the community real ownership. He uh, listened to what we had to say today and assured he will and can get it done. Now, (laughs) there's a lot of people wanting to cancel Lil Wayne now. You know, get him out of here. He's He's a traitor. And that's the crazy herd mentality that's in, you know, the black community. I don't know personally any other community that operates like that. I don't know. I could be wrong. If one person steps out and say, nah, I'm against that, and everybody is for it, then you're canceled. Like, I I don't know any other community that does that, like, as far as uh, ethnic co- community. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But, man, this is it's ridiculous that you can't have your own thoughts, your own mind, and a lot of people are breaking away from that. They're like, man, no, I can think for myself. I can think for myself, and I applaud that. You know, um, I know Ice Cube, he didn't endorse uh, President Trump. He said he he's even undecided on who he would vote for. But he presented, like, like I said, uh, um, a plan uh, and to both sides. He wanted to present to both sides. And the Biden administration said, we'll talk to you after the uh, election. Whereas the Trump administration sat down and, and talked with him for like three hours and heard what he had to say and even implemented some of what he said into the platinum plan. Now, look, again. If you if you have a chance to sit down at the table with the president and present something that you desire to get across, this is something that's on your heart, something that you want to do. Why not do it? If I had the opportunity to sit down with President Obama and get give him some some plans that I had that would bolster the Christian community, because that's my people, y'all. <laughs> that's my people. Look, I, I know we can get into white, black and all this kind of stuff. And look, I'm not. um Against that per se, but my first tribe, my first people are the people of God, point blank, period. No apologies. And so if I had a chance to sit down with President uh, Obama to stop, uh, uh, you know, the the persecution and in, in, in maybe that's that happened in other countries and get some things done uh, here uh, as far as uh, Christians are concerned, I would have went. I would have gone in and talked to him. Why not? Why not? If he has the power to do something. Why not go and talk and present my plan for what, you know, is on my heart, what's important to me? You know, why not? But we have this whole cancel culture thing going on. You know, 50 uh, 50 Cent made a statement, you know, based upon um, uh, uh, supporting President Trump. 
And then you had uh, Chelsea Handler come back and say, I had to have a phone call with him to remind him that he's black. What? And then she since has apologized and said she shouldn't have said that, you know, and then she confirmed that he said he's going to uh, he really is going to support Biden. That's fine. But how how can she even fix her mouth to say that I had to call him and remind him that he's black? This is these are the things that boggles my mind. You know, it happens all the time, especially during this political season that, you know, this stuff kind of rises to the top. And I'm like, man, why can't we see, you know, that we're being played? It's crazy. It's crazy. But I, I, again, you know, there's there's been some talk of some movement of of more young black men um, uh, supporting President Trump. Now, when I think about 50 Cent, I think about uh, uh, Ice Cube and Lil Wayne. They're entertainers and they have a lot of money. I really believe that their main focus is money. I think they're looking at the tax plan for Biden. They're like, man, you know, they're trying to secure what they have. You know, I don't think there's there's some like conservative whatever. You know, I think they're looking at their finances and they're like, man, this businessman, you know, we fared well under him, you know, until this China virus came. And 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 man, we were making out good. We want to continue to have those breaks. I think that's kind of where it was. I know for 50 Cent, that's what it was because he said it. But I think I I would I would think for Ice Cube it would be some of that. Plus he really does have a heart for uh, the community. I I really think he's genuine in that. But I think the bottom line a lot of these guys, you know, they're gonna look at man finances and like man. I think Lil Wayne, I think he's looking at finances, and they're looking at President Trump and saying he's the better option and he's gonna give get us the more the most money. You know, that's not why we vote as Christians. We have solid reasons. We have other, you know, money is not number one. Hopefully for the for the believer, hopefully money is not number one. We got much more at stake. But, um, man, it's just an interesting thing to watch. And uh, I, I look at this and I'm, I'm sometimes I'm perplexed and I'm like trying to figure things out. But, man, we have an obligation as the people of God to uh, vote biblically. If you're going to vote, vote biblically. Like, go look up the policies and the things that are at stake for real, for real, and go vote in that way. You know, it's a responsibility. If you do so, do it uh, in a way that's that that's going to please God. Amen. This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. Be back right after this. to be all around the world and to do many things. I've never met 
I've met many politicians, I've met many leaders. I've never met nobody like this guy. I think for number one, it's because he's not a politician. What I've learned over the past three to four years is bureaucracy isn't as strong as we thought it was. You can get things done in a short period of time. You can make a difference. You can keep your word. And he gets attacked quite a bit. And I get it. I understand following behind the things he's followed behind and just done. He says what he feels. We mistake that for racism. But I met him, uh, Bruce. We were together. And, and I said, let me test this racism. I know I'm black. No, 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 no. And I say that for a reason. I understand being pulled over by police because my car is nice. I understand some of these woes. I am not a compromising black man. I will never compromise my blackness. I'm proud to be a black man. And I will fight for black people as long as I can. Here's the deal. When I met him, he touched me with strong, you know, I'm Donald J. Trump. Uh, he wasn't timid. Then I stood by his daughter, Ivanka, and, she, and it was time to pray. And I say, let me test it again. We were holding hands. She reached out for my hand and she said, let's pray. She was pregnant. I'll never forget it. And she held my hand. I say, a racist man's child would never. Interesting. So this is that was a pastor that spoke at, in Atlanta at one of uh, President Trump's uh, events. It was where he unveiled uh, the, the platinum plan and something. Uh, and I played that audio. And by the way, this is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. I played that audio because he said a couple things in there. Now, you know, he, he 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 talked about being a black man and that he's probably black and all this. You know, that's that's fine. You know, I I my di difference would have been, look, I'm probably be in the family of God. <laughs> and I know people here and they're like, but you, you're black. Yes, I am. And I, I don't hate that at all. I love it. But my first identity is in Christ. That being said, you know, he said that Donald Trump uh, touched him with, like with strength, like I'm Donald J. Trump. And I think that says a lot. I think black men, quite honestly, respect strength. I, I, I think, you know, not. I feel like when people see that and it's like, man, he has, you know, this. Uh, strength about him, I think that's attractive to to a, a segment of of men, of black men, and so I think some of the movement has to do with entrepreneurship and business, and has to do with a model of strength. Uh, that's just my thought, you know. And the narrative is always that he's racist, and that's pretty whack to me because if you look back in history and some of the pictures and some of the events that he went to and some of the people that were inviting him to speak at their events, 
I mean, people like Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton, and you saw him t- taking pictures with Spike Lee and all these people that hate him now. <laughs> it's amazing. And I think that they know he's not racist, but they hate his policies. They hate that he he's fighting for what he's fighting for. I think that's what, you know, you got to just be honest about that. That's what it is. But the racism is something that sticks. It, it plays upon the sympathy of the, of, of the nation because of the history of where we, we've come from. And so that, that's always going to be a sticking point. If, we can get, if you can put that on somebody, that's very effective. And I said once before, if you notice that all the agendas, all the agendas get major traction on the back of the black struggle in America. You look at the uh, LGBTQ. They hitched their wagon on to the civil rights and the black struggle. They had major traction. You know, you, you look at uh, um, what's going on with BLM. You know, that, that, that element of blackness is something that uh, 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 begs for sympathy and empathy. And so, and, and rightfully so, that was a, a real struggle that happened in this, in this country. Slavery was real. All the things that happened was real. And so, but a lot of people, they've learned if they can hitch their wagon, their agenda to that aspect of things, they can have major traction. Now, if you look at, I don't know if you remember, um, Occupy Wall Street, 99%. They didn't, they didn't effectively hitch their wagon to blackness. So that fizzled out after a little while. You know, now they, they came back as Antifa and part of the BLM now. That's some of those same kids. But that initial thing didn't survive. The Me Too movement, they didn't effectively hitch their wagon to the black struggle and this, this, this is my opinion. I just watched this stuff, and this is, these are some of the things. Because if you can successfully do that, man, you have a whole uh, a bunch of, uh, of sympathy. You have a whole bunch of guilt that you can play upon because of the, the horrific things that happen in this country. But the, the, the thing that they try to, to say all the time about President Trump is that he's racist. I don't believe it at all. You know? And he's denounced it many, many times, and I just don't believe that. But it's going to be um, interesting to see because, like I said yesterday, they, they put everyone into categories. You have the, the evangelicals and you have the, you know, white suburban women and you have the young black males. They put these categories. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out, you know, because I think there is some real movement within the black community to, um, to support President Trump. Now, there's a lot. And he's not going to get like, (laughs) you know, 30 percent of the black. I don't believe that. But I can see 12 percent, maybe 15. I don't know. We'll see. But I think that's very interesting to to look at. I want to kind of shift to it's still about the election. But there was a couple Facebook uh, posts that I posted um, last week or the week before. And I just this is something that I, I really, you know, just would like for us to think about. These two posts are kind of related. Um, and so I want to I want to share these posts They're real short. And then I want to give the phone number out. If you want to call to talk about anything I've talked about today, we can we can talk. So the first post that, that I put out was on um, it's on Facebook. It was October 20th. And I said, uh, so let's say the two main political parties are not perfect which they aren't. 
and that the two main candidates running for president are flawed, which they are. What policy issue is the main factor for how you will vote? What main factor, what, what policy issue is the main factor for how you will vote? The second post that I, I put out was, I said, I like how my wife uh, puts it. She says, I'm not a one issue voter. I'm a main issue voter. And I said, I say, if you are a one issue voter and that one issue is to protect life, then I salute you. Everything flows from life anyways. Without life, there are no other issues. I would like to get your feedback on that. What, you, what are the things, the concrete things that this is what I'm voting on? You know, I know the first go around and maybe this 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 time as well, you know, there was a high uh, premium put on the, the, the court system and the, the, the judges and the justices and Supreme Court, you know, that would that the opportunity there. Well, those have have been filled and there may be more <laughs> to come. I don't know. Um, you know, there was a poll. That I think that we it was a survey talking about uh, people voted based upon primarily it was the economy and it was safety in 2016. That was the top two, economy and safety. And I thought, man, you know, as Christians, I hope that wasn't our first two. You know, because basically I understand that. We want to thrive in the economy, yes. We want to be safe, yes. But it just speaks to me of how comfortable we are uh, in this world there's some things that are higher than that, in my opinion. Life is is one of the ones that's at the top for me. But I'll give the number, 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. And so the question is, what policy issue is the main factor for how you will vote? Or if you are one voter issue what's that one issue you know and is it bad for us as christians to be uh like one issue voter that's how i'm supposed to say it. one issue voter because it's, inter- it's interesting to me how around this time we can have christians debating on what's important and what is, what's not important you can have some christians or uh, people who are naming the name of christ that almost sound like they're supporting the killing of babies by not, they wouldn't say that. They wouldn't say, you know, they're for abortion, but they're almost trying to steer you away from voting in a way that will protect life. And I'm like, wow, this is really, really interesting. You know, then like with uh, Dr. Dennison, when I was talking to him yesterday, then you have a segment who was saying, I'm not voting because the candidates are flawed. Hmm. Well, that's true. Both of them are. But anybody that would be a candidate for president would be flawed. There, there, there are no people who could run for president that would be perfect. So as a Christian, is that something that we, we can um, understand that there's, a, there's uh, flawed candidates, but we're voting on policy? Or is that a no-go zone for us because the candidates that are involved are immoral and we just can't get past that. I would submit, this is my, my thing. I would say that 
you have flawed candidates on both sides. There's so many things that you can look at and say, man, I can't get with this. I can't get with that. I think where we get in trouble as the, the people of God is when we have a candidate who we support, or we love the policy, but they're a flawed candidate. But we we feel like as Christians that we can't say anything that would oppose that candidate because we may hurt that candidate's chance to win or things like that. A prime example, and I'll just be real, you know, there's been some things, you know, it, talked about for us President Trump in the past, the way he speaks, the way, you know, he, um, it, it, you know, conducts himself on Twitter, things like that. Well, I have no problem of saying when he when he says something that's out of out of bounds, I have no problem of pointing that out. And I don't believe that that means that I hate the man now. But as a Christian, no, that's wrong. And if he's claiming to be a Christian, I'm hoping there's some people around him that would be able to tell him the truth. You know, I, I think we have to not lose our uh, prophet, prophetic voice in that way by just going with oh everything that a particular candidate does, whether it's President Trump or Vice President Biden, that it's all good, you know, as long as they win. We just, I just want them to win. So I'm going to be quiet about the uh, indiscretions. I don't think that's a, a, a balanced way of approaching things. And look, you know, we have an election coming Tuesday. There are some major issues that are on the table, on the table right now. And I'm hoping that we will use wisdom and prudence as we go into the boot. We're there ourselves and God, and that we will vote uh, according to biblical principles. At that point, for me, a person's personality, a person's, you know, maybe, you know, on one side, it's, it's talked about his personality, man. He's just, you know, crass and mean. On the other side, it, talk, it talks it talks about, well, man, this guy has dementia. It's, you know, I'm for me, I'm going in, I want to evaluate policy and what's on the line and vote in a way that would be godly. Period. Period. So, and I'm hoping that the encouragement for us as the body of Christ would be to get a side-by-side comparison, the platforms. And it's this, look, if you're not decided right now, you know, like I, I think most people are decided. I think that's why you have almost the 80 million people who have voted early. I think this election is, is really clear. If you're going, you know, you're, this is to me in my lifetime, it's the most clear election. It's this side or that side. I don't see what as many, you know, much room for like gray area. That's me. But if you're still searching and you're, and you're still not sure as a Christian, and I would just say, evaluate the policy, make that a main feature of why, and I'm not saying that the person doesn't matter, but I'm saying, you know, at the same time, nobody that would run for president at all, nobody, nobody would be perfect. There's going to be dirt on somebody. There's going to be dirt on, on everybody, really. Not all of us are flawed. So I, my encouragement as you get ready and prepare to go and vote, if you haven't voted already, is that you would really seek the Lord about um, how you should vote. And that would be in a biblical way. And I think that's what we all should do. I think that's the standard that we all should be held to. The straight edge of scripture. What does God hate? What does God hate? What does he love? This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. When I come back, I'm going to go straight to the phone lines. Be right back. 
This is Aaron Addison here on American Family Radio. I'm Will Addison, and we're talking today about the concrete issues that, as a Christian, we're voting on. Uh, like I said, I had uh, put up a Facebook post, and it said, so let's say that the two main political parties are not perfect, which they aren't, and that the two main candidates running for president are flawed, which they are. What policy issue is the main factor for how you will vote? And right now I want to go to the uh, phone lines. I want to go to Fran in Alabama. Hi, Fran. Hey, Will. How are you? Doing fine. Yeah. Listen, the number one reason for me to vote is the right to life for every child. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I'm just always amazed when people keep asking God to bless us. And we've slaughtered over 60 million babies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. I mean, look, that is one of those things that is, like I say, on my list is at the top. Because, and I, and, I, and I really believe that we should be abolitionists, you know, not uh, just searching for incremental change. I think this has to be dealt with finally. Because there's a spiritual component. There's spiritual things that are happening as a result of the, the blood that's being shed of the innocent. And I don't know if we really get that, even as Christians. Like, man, it's, it's, it's a terrible, terrible thing. But I, was, I, would, I would agree with Fran that for me, that's a, that's a top itch issue. And that's one that cannot be ignored. Thank you, Fran. Uh, let's go to Alice in Iowa. Hi, Alice. Hello. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, my main issue is the same as Fran, the sanctity of life mm-hmm. and all the babies that have been murdered. And I would just like to hear statistics on the people that have died from COVID, which is in the news mm-hmm. every day, how many people have died in the United States. I'd like to <laughs> see that next to how many babies were aborted mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Man, that's, that's a great point, Alice. They won't do that. That that you're right. If we saw that scrolling a, a, across our screen every day, in big bold, you know, big graphics, man, would that do something to the general population, the public seeing that? They will never show that. It, it's amazing to me. I was telling Miki this one time. We would watch. Uh, I, I don't know which channel it was, but it would show. And look, I'm all for like treating animals the way that they should be treated. But they have these, you know, uh, uh, commercials and you see all these injured dogs and cats and and they've been abused. And I'm like, man, that's terrible. But when you think of in light of babies being slaughtered, if they had a commercial that would show that type of thing, man, I mean, they would never do it because it's like uh, we, we can't. But it's just the, the value of life. Is not where it, it should be. And you're right. If we had those numbers scrolling, the, the thousands and thousands a day that are, are dying, you know, babies like I mean, think about this. Think about this. This is a this is a crucial issue. And so for a Christian, I think, man, this has to be top on the list. You know, now it's not the only issue. But if you are a one issue voter and that is the issue again, like I said in my post, salute. I salute you. All right, let's go to uh, Kenyon. 
in Alabama. Yes. Thank you for taking my call. No problem. I think um, with with me, there were several um, hot points that were concerning me concerning okay. this election. Okay. Of course, the um, the Lord requires us to, you know, oppose abortion. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe that, you know, I'm on that right side of that. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like honoring Israel was mm. one of the things that, you know, and then the biblical um, definition of a family. Mm. And so I I won't go into, you know, specifics of who did what, but yeah. it's very clear, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, I just believe that, you know, if the Lord created Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. then we should be on the Lord's side on the issue. Amen. But um, I think, you know, there are other issues as far as, um, human trafficking mm-hmm. that is not being addressed that That's I wish right. were, were addressed. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just a lot of people being missing. That yeah. that concerns me. So um, I believe I have the right candidate and I'm going to stand, um, you know, on the Republican side because I feel like that, that they're more closely related to what I'm feeling and mm-hmm. what, I, you know, my belief system. Oh, yeah, I hear you. All those things that you brought up are, are valid. I mean, strong, strong points to vote on, you know. And I want to say, you know, those those issues, like we talk about the trafficking, that don't don't have as much traction as other issues, but it's very, very important. You know, we got to think about the the image bearers. These are people made in the image of God. And even on the life issue, you know, like these are people made in the image of God. And I think as the church, one step further, and I, and I love how my friend Les Riley puts it, you know, as far as we have to be willing to open up our hearts for adoption as well. We, we, we should be presenting solutions after the child is born as well. We're not trying to leave uh, the mom high and dry. You say, have the baby. We don't care. That's not the heart of a Christian. You know, Les Riley, he made a point that adoption was God's plan A. It's plan B for us or plan C, like, oh, you know. But adoption is was God's plan. We, we've all been adopted into the beloved. That's how we have been brought in with full citizenship and heirs, join heirs with Christ. And so for us to um, not have a heart towards adoption or foster uh, children, like we have to really check that, I believe, in the Christian community, because it's not just that the babies are born, but it's also how can we in very real biblical ways help, you know, either come alongside these mothers or even if they don't want them, be able to uh, provide ways to to take these children and to raise them in a Christian home. These are these are great things. And I think we have to consider that. All right, let's go to Jerry in Mississippi. Hi, Jerry. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, the topic that was discussed just now, I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. And because the policies, I, I see all of that mm-hmm. uh, life. But I, I would hope that we as believers would realize that God is, he said, to love the Lord God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, mm-hmm. and love your neighbor as yourself. 
Amen. Now, I I I used to vote Democrat. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm a black man. Mm-hmm. I used to vote Democrat, and I just changed because of policy, just like you said, mm-hmm. for his life. Because mm-hmm. of studying the words, you start to see yeah. what the lady said. She said Israel. I see all that, mm-hmm. but all at the same time, mm-hmm. he talks about the the body being many members but mm-hmm. one body. Mm-hmm. So now, if my brother, say for instance, I'm just gonna use an analysis of of if if my feet hurting, mm-hmm. then I'm gonna I should take care of my feet. If I'm if I'm the head yeah. or the hand or something to that nature, if my feet hurting, wouldn't I take it to the doctor or yeah. somebody that gonna mm-hmm. help me? Yeah, I see our nation actually are. Uh, the feet is hurting mm-hmm. in some areas mm-hmm. other than killing babies mm-hmm. or, and I'm, like I said, I'm going back to the neighbor. Mm-hmm. If, if, if my neighbor next door, if, if something is wrong with my neighbor next day, I don't care what color he is because mm-hmm. I'm not a racist. Mm-hmm. Um, I should hurt. I yeah. shouldn't, I shouldn't feel good. Yeah. And see, this thing they talk about Trump being racist and all that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let God take care of him if he is. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I see in Scripture he used Pharaoh to accomplish the yeah. task for his people, mm-hmm. didn't he? Mm-hmm. He did. See, we see it constantly in there. If if the people, whether they were saved or not, mm-hmm. if I if he said if my people that are called by my name humble themselves, pray, mm-hmm. seek. Seek my faith, mm-hmm. turn from their wicked way, then shall they hear from heaven. Mm-hmm. As a whole, black and white, whatever color, I ain't, I ain't naming no color. Mm-hmm. As Christians, if we would just see that mm-hmm. and, and start to uh, trying to help the whole body mm-hmm. as a whole, mm-hmm. then we'll start to see God operating in the United States. I believe that. And see this thing with politicians all these years, they've been they've been raping this United States with all this old political stuff. Mm-hmm. Now you get a man in there that don't don't operate that way and you see change. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Jerry, I, I agree with you, you know, on that. Yes, we, we need to be about loving our brothers, loving our sisters, no matter what the color may be. That is something that as Christians that we are commanded, you know. Um, so I, I totally agree that, yes, we ought to be about uh, those issues like we talk about life. And, and that's a huge issue, you know, trafficking and all that stuff. But we should have a love one for another when there's, you know, certain uh, partiality issues happening. You know, because I don't like to use the word racism because that was anyway, that's another show. But the Bible t- speaks about partiality, and that is very real within our country, not only based upon skin, but on socioeconomic status, on different things. There's partiality issues, you know, uh, and it's dealt with in the word of God. And so we do have to deal with those things as well. As Christians, we have to take the full, you know, the full word of God, abide by it all. And so that's no picking and choosing. We ought to love our fellow brother and sister, and and so you're you're right with that, right on that. So I agree 100. Uh, percent Let's see. Let's go to Brother Q in Toledo. What's up, Brother Q? Oh 
man. How you been doing? <laughs> doing fine. Doing fine. Miss <laughs> y'all so much. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh, man, I'm, I'm mad Nikki here. You give my love uh, to her as well. But, yeah, I, I definitely miss you guys. It's been a minute. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to try to get to it real quick. So um, I, I I was talking to a bunch of people about this this whole deal dealing with Trump. And I was telling some folks I spent probably like four or five hours on Internet searching mm-hmm. and trying to get something non-biased. And I looked up on Google. Trump versus Biden policies, mm-hmm. and two posts that I looked at was off of the Politico and then on the Washington Post, and it's puts them there side by side. Mm-hmm. And that's the best way. If you ever ask somebody side by side, so how would you feel on, say, healthcare issues and, and on this issue, on dealing with the criminal system issue, how would you feel on this? And then allow them to see which person actually voted according to and made different laws mm-hmm. according to, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it was Trump. And it's like, you know, yeah. even with the criminal system, yeah. uh, he, he put in more stuff, like, for, as everybody's concerned with the whole black thing, like, even one of them I was just looking at earlier, dealing with um, uh, bond and whatnot, where Biden said bond should not be allowed for people who in general, pretty much. Like, you see Hey, hey, brother. Hey, brother Q. You kind of, you kind of distorting. You, you're distorting a little bit. I don't know if you're on a, a speakerphone or, or what. But uh. No, I. Give me, give me a hot I'm, I'm sorry. I was on my um, my Bluetooth. It's a crappy one. Okay, there you go. Is that better? Yes. Go ahead. All right. So, but going in with the policies though, and I like I looked at them. It's like, dude, policy pound for pound, all in all, regardless of the fact, Trump is better and mm-hmm. like i was talking to my dad about it, he goes i understand the policy issue i understand he got better policies it's his mouth that i'm upset about and i tell people <laughs> ignore the mouth so what <laughs> happens then if you get somebody that quotey fingers hey i'm a christian mm-hmm. but puts all policies together that has nothing to do with that whatsoever yeah. and then um and then you got somebody that says that i'm not a christian but everything they do Helps Christianity as a whole. Yeah, and I think thank. That yeah, you're right. Thank you, brother Q. And I think that's 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 the that's the uh, fix that we are in. Could because you know, do we look at character alone? Character matters. Don't get me wrong. Please don't get me wrong. But or do we look uh, at the policies that are at play as well? I think we got to take into consideration all of that. Let's go to Pastor Norman in Mississippi. Hi, Pastor Norman. Hey man, how you doing? It's been a long time. How you doing? Yeah, man, I'm battling with COVID nineteen. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. feeling better? I'm through I, it though. Okay. Praise oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah, I just wanted. I I really just wanted to say that uh, on the issue of abortion, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't. I, I think the church has failed on that issue. Hmm. I don't see politicians that fail on that issue. Because mm-hmm. I don't think they understand it nor care about it. I agree. Neither Democrats or Republicans. I would agree. Because they, you couldn't have the kind of abortion laws that you have if both parties did not vote at some time for it. I agree. No, I agree with that, uh, Pastor Norman. Hey, man, you are on point with that. There's so much more that the church is responsible for in this whole thing as far as abortion is concerned. Now, this has been Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. Have a great weekend. Lord willing, I'll be back Monday. God bless.